Welcome into another edition of the Doug Russell Podcast. It is a breaking news edition of the Doug Russell Podcast. By now, though, it's not breaking news. It is broken news. Paul Christ out as Wisconsin's head football coach. Coming up, we will hear in its entirety the news conference that Athletic Director Chris McIntosh had alongside the new interim head coach, Jim Leonard. And he will go into many of the details as to why the decision was made. But... Before we get to that, I do have some thoughts on it because it was something that certainly we talked about. Bill Schmidt and I did the uh, one of the post-game shows after the Badgers got shellacked at home by Illinois, the uh, final score of 34-10. to 10. And it wasn't just Illinois, it was Brett Bielema and Illinois. And it wasn't just Brett Bielema and Illinois, it was the fact that Wisconsin garnered all of two rushing yards uh, against the Illinois Fighting Illini at home, at Camp Randall Stadium, on Saturday, as you will hear, and as was my assertion and continues to be my assertion, no coach, and I, this wasn't the case with Paul Christ, but no coach should ever get dismissed based on one game. I know that there have been some big games that have been lost over the years, and I, I just don't think that it's fair to judge a job based on one day. This wasn't based on just one day. Now, a lot of people were surprised by the timing of it. And I think the timing makes a lot of sense. And I'll tell you why in a second. But this program, which had been very successful under Paul Christ over most of his almost, well, I, I would say seven and a half year tenure. This was his eighth season as Badgers head football coach. It had been mostly very successful. This was a program that under Paul Christ won the Cotton Bowl, won the Orange Bowl, went to the Rose Bowl. But in the last several years, the program had begun to erode. And if it were just a one-year dip, sometimes your star players graduate and you have trouble getting back to that next level. And certainly I think we saw that when Russell Wilson, for example, I know he was only at Wisconsin for one year, but when Russell Wilson uh, was at Wisconsin and then went to the pros, went to the Seattle Seahawks in the third round, uh, certainly there was a drop-off the next year. That's at one position. Going into this season, sure, there's some attrition. There is every year that's the nature of not only college athletics, maybe more specifically college athletics, but that happens in the pros as well. But you see it more in college athletics just because, you know, players are uh, graduating. And nowadays players have the opportunity to basically become free agents after every single season. Why is this program regressing on the offensive line? Because if you can't run the ball at Wisconsin, you're going to have some problems. You think about the great running backs that the University of Wisconsin has pumped out. And if you look at the top 10 all-time rushers in Big Ten history, a full half of them, five of the of the top 10, are Wisconsin Badgers. Ron Dane is in that list. Melvin Gordon, Jonathan Taylor, Monte Ball. It's just one after another. James White, one after another, after another, after another. Braylon Allen, going into this season, was a Heisman Trophy candidate. And for good reason. You saw what he was able to do in his 
freshman year. A lot of that had to do with the late Gary Brown, who tragically passed away before the season began. And they had to maybe scramble a little bit to replace Gary Brown. There were a lot of folks, specifically, you know, friends that I work with, uh, Mike Heller, for example, vehemently said after the game on Saturday, this is not a decision that that should be made in early October. This is a December decision. And I disagreed with them then, and I disagree with them now. This is not a decision that you can put off until December because you've got the early signing period, because you've got other coaches that are going to be out there that are going to be pursued because there have been other schools like Nebraska, like Arizona State, for example, that have already fired their coaches that now have a leg up on everyone else who's going to wait until the end of the season to make a coaching change. If you know you're going to make a coaching change, and there's still something to play for, because I still think that there is something for this Badgers team to play for, I think you make the decision now. You've given Paul Christ ample opportunity to kind of show that, you know, what happened against Washington State wasn't a fluke. You can't lose at home to Washington State. You can't be uncompetitive then a couple of weeks later, even against Ohio State, even at Ohio State. I know that the talent gap between Wisconsin and Ohio State, it's a pretty big gap. Nobody's going to tell you any different. I'm certainly not going to tell you any different. It is a huge, wide gap. But why is that? I'm not expecting Wisconsin to win national championship after national championship. That's not the expectation in Madison. The expectation, though, in Madison should be that every single year, you're at least competitive. And Wisconsin was blowing out our sisters of the poor earlier in the season. Yeah, you can beat up on New Mexico State. You can beat up on Illinois State. But if you're going to go and play Ohio State, at least show up. At least have a game plan. Because when Ohio State got up 21 to nothing in the first quarter, or by early in the second quarter, the game was over. The final score isn't indicative of how much of a blowout that was. And I guess I'd say the same thing against Illinois on Saturday. Wisconsin trailed 14 to 10 going into halftime on Saturday. And I tweeted this at the time. I was just confused as to what they were doing offensively. I was confused as to what the game plan was. I was confused as to why Braylon Allen was only being used as a Wildcat quarterback as opposed to being a running back. That's not a knock on Isaac Arendo. That's not a knock on Chesma Lucy. But Braylon Allen is your RB1. He is your Heisman Trophy candidate. He's not going to win the Heisman this year. He's not going. He's not a candidate anymore. But going into the season, he was. Why is he playing Wildcat? I was wondering if he got hurt. I was looking for him on the sidelines. I was wondering if he was in the, the medical tent. I was wondering if I had missed them taking him into the locker room for further evaluation on something. No, he, he was just on the sidelines. He wasn't in the game. What, what are you doing? And that falls on coaching. I don't know when it is entirely proper to fire a coach. And when I was doing the postgame show with Bill Schmidt on Saturday from Union South, and there were a lot of disappointed Badgers fans that were in there. But when I was doing the show, and I, I said it on the air, and I reiterate it now because I do mean it, I'm not ever one to call for someone's job. I'm not ever going to be a coach killer. Not my job, not my place. 
But I have been asked over the years, well, when is it appropriate to make a coaching or a managerial change? Because sometimes it is. Sometimes you just know. And the two examples that I brought up on on that show were I knew that when Ken Maka was going to get fired at the end of the 2010 season, you, you knew. It was he was dead man walking and you knew it for at least three or four weeks in the day after the season. He was let go because the team had quit on him. And I said the same thing about the Larry Kristoviak Bucks. If you really want to go back into the Wayback Machine. But that those were dismissals that happened at the end of the season. So the Bucks or the Brewers and the Bucks, respectively, in the case of Maka and Kristoviak, they waited until the end of the season and then made their move. You knew that Mike McCarthy's days were numbered at the end of the 2018 season, but you didn't know with four games left after they had gotten beaten by the lowly Arizona Cardinals at Lambeau Field that Mike McCarthy was going to get thumped that night. But Bill Schmidt did say something to me as we were walking across the street from Camp Randall Stadium over to Union South, and he said this has a McCarthy against the Cardinals feel to it. I said, yeah, it kind of does, but I don't think anything is going to happen. And as we talked about it on the show, I still didn't think that Paul Christ was going to be fired on Sunday. But what I have always said is when you lose the locker room, when you lose the players, when they're not responding to your leadership, when everything that you try, even if you're a good coach, and make no mistake about it, Paul Christ is a good football coach, but when everything that you're doing isn't working, You don't want to do things that are out of your character because that will make you lose the locker room. You don't want to kick over too many garbage cans because and and kill too many Gatorade bottles by flinging them across the locker room because that's not in your character. And, And if you do that too much, all you're going to get are eye rolls. I'm not saying that the Badgers as a team were rolling their eyes at Paul Chris Braylon Allen after the announcement was made. After the news of it had, came, had come out and, and Chris and Leonard and, and McIntosh met with the team, Braylon Allen tweeted that you're not a Badger if you wanted Paul Chris gone. Well, that's all well and good. But everybody in that locker room shares some culpability about this. The players that didn't improve, the uh, coaches that, again, the game plan on Saturday, was it was confusing. I was one. What, what are you doing? What is What has Bobby Ingram as the offensive coordinator what has he brought to the team? Well, so far, they haven't been very good offensively. And you can only take so much time to find your way through. And I think Bobby Ingram is a good coach. He can't, you know, he had a long, successful assistant coaching career in the NFL. I'm not going to write Bobby Ingram off as a coach. I'm saying I'm not, I'm not certain exactly what the game plan was against Illinois, which is a team that you should be able to beat on your home field. And the fact that they weren't competitive, again, they were down 14 to 10 going into halftime. And they were getting booed off the field, which doesn't happen very often at Camp Randall Stadium. But you wondered what the adjustments were going to be at halftime because unlike in the NFL, college halftimes are a little bit longer. You can actually you know, kind of make a couple of adjustments here and there. And they came out even flatter in the second half than they were in the first half. And that's why they lost 34-10. to 10. It was drubbing. But they had a chance at intermission. And then they give up a couple of touchdowns and a field goal in the uh, in the third quarter. And it was over. By the time jump around ended, by the time that last note hit, everybody's hitting for the exits. 
And that doesn't play well. I took a panoramic shot with about 13 minutes left to go in the game, and the stadium had to have 40,000 empty seats. Some of them are the red seats with the backs that the, the season ticket holders bring in, so it doesn't, doesn't look as empty. That student section was empty. After jump around, it was empty. And you can't have empty seats at Camp Randall Stadium. I don't think the timing was inappropriate because there is still something to play for. This Badgers team still has some life left in it, I believe. I just think they need a jolt. And they have to be able to come out, and they've got winnable games in front of them. You have to be able to beat Northwestern next time out. You have to beat Purdue. Iowa isn't very good this year. Michigan State isn't very good this year. Nebraska's going through a coaching change. They're not very good this year. The problem with all of that is that Wisconsin isn't very good this year. Will this coaching change be the jolt that they need to at least end the season well? Because if they don't, then I don't know that Jim Leonard is going to be the long-term coach moving forward. Tom Fornelli from CBSSports.com, he said, Wisconsin coaching candidates. Lance Leipold, Jim Leonard among leading options to replace Paul Crist. Well, yeah, those are the two. Lance Leipold wins everywhere he goes. Six national championships at Whitewater. Turned around Buffalo. Buffalo had done nothing as a football program until Lance Leipold got there. They had never been ranked. They had never gone to a bowl game. By the time he was done at Buffalo, they had done both. They were ranked, and they were going to bowl games. Kansas, one of the most dead football programs in the country. They're 5-0 and as I sit here right now. They are 5-0. and They are almost bowl eligible. They are one win away from being bowl eligible. Lance Leipold wins everywhere he goes. Jim or Leonard, I, I don't know. We'll find out. We're going to find out together how good of a head coach he is. Will the players, will the team respond to his leadership? I can't possibly tell you right now because I don't know. Nobody knows. Chris McIntosh doesn't know. Jim Leonard doesn't know. The players don't know. We're all going to find out. Other names that were brought up, former Badgers defensive coordinator Dave Aranda, uh, Matt Campbell from Iowa State, Sean Lewis from Kent State, Matt Rule, that's an intriguing name, Chris Peterson, that's an intriguing name. Just some things to think about. All right. Without further ado, this was the uh, news conference in its entirety uh, at the uh, in the basement of the McLean Center after the news was announced. Chris McIntosh, you will hear from first. Uh, also, uh, interim head football coach Jim Leonard uh, at the dais as well. It goes without saying, today is an incredibly tough day uh, for our program, uh, f- specifically for the players on this team. Um, going forward, our priority uh, is to support them uh, both immediately and as the season unfolds. Um, I had to make an incredibly difficult decision today uh, for a change in leadership of our football program. Um, couldn't have more respect for Coach Christ, for who he is, uh, for what he stands for, for his commitment to this place, um, first and foremost to our student-athletes, to our players. Uh, nobody... Uh, has their best interests at heart or cares about them like Coach Chris. And so um, just couldn't have, couldn't, 
couldn't say couldn't say anything better about Coach Chris right now. Um, I'm tasked with making difficult decisions about the future and of the direction of this program, and I felt at this point in time that a change was needed. I met with Coach Chris this morning. We had a long meeting. We talked about it, and um, we agreed to move on with this change and this decision. Um, we're fortunate to have Coach Leonard here on our staff, uh, confident that he can lead this team through the balance of this season. That's our priority right now. Our priority is make sure that these kids get the most out of this season and out of their experience at Wisconsin. Uh, so I'm comforted by the fact that Jimmy's on staff, uh, and I'm confident that he'll do a great job. Um, again, um, I can't uh, discredit the amount of uh, uh, the amount of people this affects, specifically uh, Coach Chris and his family, our current players, the staff around this. It's a big decision, and it's got implications that are not lost on me. Um, but uh, really, really uh, thankful uh, to have been able to work side by side with Coach Christ through uh, some incredibly exhilarating, uh, positive moments and um, and some tough ones like today. And so we'll push forward uh, and we'll push forward this season under Coach Leonard's leadership. And uh, our focus will be uh, making the most of this season for our team. Thanks. Uh, obviously, a very emotional day for myself and our staff and our players. Uh, we have a tremendous amount of respect for Coach Christ and everything he's done for this program. I mean, his family and this program mean everything to him, and um, I think it's 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 our duty, you know, my duty as a coach, um, and to get our staff and players to rally, you know, behind him and and really fulfill everything that he had envisioned for this team, which we still think is, is out there. And um, it's unfortunate, you know, myself, I had a, a long relationship with Coach Christ as a player, um, mentoring me, you know, as I got into coaching, you know, this man hired me with zero coaching experience and, and named me his coordinator a year later. So very emotional day for myself. Um, and with that being said, it's, you know, a, a dream for myself coming out of uh, of that nightmare, and I, I want to respect him and his family in in all ways. And um, this place means a ton to myself, um, and it means so much to to everyone who is committed to be here with the athletic department, the players, the faculty, um, the coaching staff, and. Um, we, we want more, we want better, and, and that's my goal is to try to help get us in that direction um, in a unique time. And I'm up to that task, and I'm excited for that, that journey that we're about to go on, um, but definitely a very emotional day um, for all of us involved. Thank you, Jim. We'll take questions now. And again, just raise your hand, and we'll get a microphone from either side. Uh, we, could, we could start right here in the front, and then we'll go to Jesse. Hey, Chris, Alex Grove with ESPN Madison. What did you see this season that, that led you to think an in-season change was the right move here? Yeah, I, I think, you know, this isn't a, certainly not a decision that's uh, taken lightly. It's not a game-by-game -game decision. Uh, this is a decision that's based upon uh, where we're at as a program. 
And, um, you know, I, I think it's important to make a decision uh, when I feel it's the right time, given the circumstances of where we're at as a program right now. And so um, it's a tough time to make a transition, um, but I felt it was the right time, and, and um, that's what led me to it. Jesse Temple, The Athletic. Um, Chris, uh, it's been reported that Paul's buyout was somewhere between, I don't know, 16 or $19 million. Can you provide any clarity on uh, where that's coming from, or was a decision made that kind of changes that number? Yeah, Jesse, um, you know, we'll share more about um, the specifics of where we ended up uh, with Paul uh, at a future date soon. Um, what I can tell you today is that the number that we agreed to is um, significantly less than uh, the numbers that have been reported uh, or even uh, the number that um, would have been due per the terms of his contract. Colton. Colton Marthami, Wisconsin State Journal. Chris, you said this decision comes from where you're at as a program. Where do you feel like you're behind or lacking or not where you want to be as a program to make this decision? Yeah, uh, Colton's a good question. Um, you know, I, I've made it the practice of not um, commenting on the specifics uh, of our program or our personnel or the players on it or the coaches, you know, uh, what happens in the in the details. Uh, that's the role of a coach. Um, and so, you know, those are the kind of questions that, you know, going forward will be directed to Jimmy. Um, I would just comment more holistically on on where we're at. Um, the expectations of our program at Wisconsin are to win championships. And um, I felt that it was time, it was it was the right time to make a, a change uh, to pursue those. On the left over here, Colton. Colton Leskey, NBC 15. How were the players informed and what was their reaction to the news? Yeah, um, we, Coach Chris, Coach Leonard, and I um, met with the team this evening. Um, we had a closed door meeting uh, with everything, everybody around the program. Uh, goes without saying, and I mentioned it earlier. Uh, you know, it's a tough, it's a tough day for us all, uh, given how much we all cared for and how much we love Coach Chris. Uh, his players are, are first on that list in terms of how much they care for him. And um, uh, it, was a, it was a tough meeting, and it's one that's, uh, in my mind, going to live in that meeting room. On the right. Jim, uh, Mike Hogan from Badger 24-7. What are the biggest challenges uh, in your mind ahead? Uh, you know, you still have games to prepare for, and then dealing with a locker room, I imagine, is pretty shaken. Yeah, number one is the emotion. Um, you mentioned the, the players, like, Majority of these players, a huge determining factor in coming to Wisconsin is Coach Christ, right? So um, very shaken with the news. Um, we understand that our five-game resume this year is not what we wanted. We have not been playing up to our capabilities. And um, even before this news, you know, there were some hard conversations that were had today between coaches, players, among the staff on, on how do we get it corrected. And... Uh, so I think the emotions, um, being very open and real about where we currently are and what can we do to win this coming Saturday. And, and the timeline 
of this obviously is unique um, stepping into this role and just kind of how that will shake up uh, staff dynamics and you know understanding that we have to compartmentalize a lot of our emotions in order to give our players the best opportunity to win this coming week um, because that's that's not getting moved so um, that's going to be the biggest issue in the short term you know in long term there will be a lot of discussions on on what we can do differently and what we need to do differently but but right now it's how do we control the emotions and, and how do we get our players to compartmentalize being a kid going home being a student um and then when they're in this building being able to focus and uh get prepared to win a game evan jim evan flood 24 7 sports i'm assuming this isn't the way you wanted the job but i was curious if you could just kind of Talk about your emotions, you know, coming full circle here from a player and, and now becoming the head coach, um, you know, is it kind of bittersweet and, you know, in the same sense, you know, we're, not that you have to provide too many details, but, you know, what was it like to kind of connect with Paul after that happened and, um, you know, maybe what he had to say for you when he kind of passed that torch down to you? Yeah, obviously unique circumstances to get here and, and want to be very sensitive to Coach Christ and, you know, the conversations and the relationship we had, um, you know, he has a ton of confidence in me and he made that very clear when he hired me and, and he made that very clear today in his message. Um, this place means a lot to me. You know, I, I really felt like I grew up here. I've talked about this many times. You know, I really became who I am at the University of Wisconsin and in this football program and, and around you know, so many people that, that are still here today. So to have an opportunity to, to be in this position um, is not one that I take lightly and, and, and very excited for. Very mixed emotions at this point, but um, I feel like I can take this opportunity and help this place grow. And, and that's why I came back a number of years ago and that's why I haven't left. And, and that's the mission that, that I want to continue forward with our guys and just getting them to understand the trust, the confidence we have um, in this group of men that, that we will get this thing going the right direction and, and it's going to happen sooner than later. Mark, down in front. Chris, uh, Mark Stewart from the Milwaukee Journal Sentinel. I'm um, just wondering if you can kind of speak to some of the traits you've seen in Jim that you think will make him successful in, the, in this role. Yeah, I don't know that I can say anything about Jim that hasn't been uh, already well documented throughout the years. Uh, obviously, um, you know, the fit that Jim brings to this program, um, his competitiveness, his work ethic, uh, those are all gimmies. Um, you know, clearly, you know, his ability to lead and uh, his ability to teach. Um, you know, we're fortunate uh, to have Jimmy on the staff, uh, that we're in a position uh, that we can um, entrust this level of uh, responsibility and leadership to somebody like Jimmy. Um, and so uh, I mentioned earlier, I, I mean, I'm confident uh, that there's nobody who can do it better at this moment in time uh, than Jim. And, um, you know, our, our collective focus, uh, everybody around this program and in it, uh, is to try to maximize this season for our team. Colton. Chris, uh, Colt Bartholomew, Wisconsin State Journal. You mentioned that this isn't a game-by-game -game decision. It's not like a knee-jerk reaction. 
how, how long has this been on your mind of evaluating where the program's at and wanting to make this or make a decision to positively impact the program in your mind? Yeah, I mean, I think it's I think it's my role to um, have you know the position of our program always on my mind, um, and um, you know I think we just reached a point where uh, today I felt was the right time to make that decision, and um, you know I mentioned it's not one I take lightly. It's it's an incredibly tough day for us all, but um, uh, I'm optimistic that you know uh, today's the first day of of uh, the future of this program and of the direction that we'll take it. Evan. Chris, maybe it's too early to know, and this is a better question for another day, but you know, is the hope that Coach Leonard takes this job and, and runs with it, or do you kind of feel like there's going to be a, a search after the season regardless? Yeah, I mean, I think I owe it to this program to do a, a full search when the time is right. Um, those, or that topic though is, um, not today's priority. Today's priority was um, to take care of the kids in this program, and um, and from you know here on forward, the priority is this week to beat Northwestern and uh, to do everything we can for the program. But um, you know that's as far as my thoughts have gotten. Let's go, Let's go Mark here in the front. Jim, uh, Mark Stewart from the Journal Sentinel again. Um, as far as your role and, and roles on the staff, uh, will you continue to uh, coordinate the defense in your role as interim head coach? Uh, tell us a little bit about how you kind of, what changes might be in store for the staff that you've already figured out. Uh, to me, it's it's so fresh right now. We're, <laughs> we're working through a lot of possible situations. Uh, obviously going to do everything in my power to make sure the defensive plan is exactly where it needs to be for this week, whether I'm calling it or, or handing on the responsibilities on game day, we're not, not there yet. Um, but you know, it's, it's, it's been an interesting afternoon. It really hasn't, hasn't had enough time to settle in as far as how this thing is going to play out the remainder of the season, but we're going to get our guys ready to play and, uh, and we're going to go out there and put a good product on the field on Saturday because our guys understand the importance of of this game. University of Wisconsin Athletic Director Chris McIntosh and interim head football coach Jim Leonard. We'll have more to say about this coming up, but we wanted to get this uh, breaking news out to you again. By Monday morning, by the time you're getting this, it is already broken, but um, still, we'll have a lot to say about it on 97.3 The Game and on the Game Radio Network and right here on the Doug Russell Podcast as well. Have a great week. We'll talk to you soon.